0: what's up everybody and welcome back into the sorry to interrupt podcast today tom i thought would be a great opportunity to do our new pga rules for 2024 again as you said on the pod last week it's not really rules it more so is going to determine the fields and just kind of throw a little bit different layer into what we kind of know a modern pga tour is this is for designated events so um this again will take place in 2024 not this year
1: yeah, Sean, and I am I am giddy, and I am absolutely all for all of the decisions that the tour has gone ahead and made on this one. Um, I, I just like every single move they made. Smaller fields, uh, no-cut events, which can kind of raise an eyebrow, but I think that was just when you cut down the field that much, you don't really have to make it a cut event, and I think it was more of an incentive, again, for the best players in the game who are going to – grow the game which is what we're all trying to do here right whether you believe it or not um and they're spreading out the schedule a little bit more so that these guys don't have to play or feel like they have to play every single week and most importantly the guys that you want in the tournaments are all going to be playing the same tournaments all the time which is amazing
0: yeah i like that a lot too so obviously this this uh Announcement came down last week. Right now, we are in the middle of the Players uh, Championship weekend, where obviously we did just experience a cut, Tom, and the fact that that's going away I find very interesting. Because again, I'm I'm certainly not going to give Live a lot of credit here, but that's what we're experiencing now with the Live Tour is that there are no cuts. Um, Thankfully, this is still a four day weekend instead of a three day weekend. But um, I just want to ask you, like you said, you're ecstatic. So with tournament fields being reduced, I mean, we're going to be now seeing fields that used to consist of about 125 to 150 be cut down to 70 to 78. And obviously the rank and file players that we sometimes get really good stories from, obviously we talked to the Honda Classic a couple weeks ago those players are not really going to be featured as much anymore. So do you worry about those players just not getting the opportunity to have one of those Cinderella weekends? Or are you no. happy that the casual golf fan is seeing the best golfers on tour?
1: No, because here's the thing. Um, those Cinderella players are amazing and, and they get hot every once in a while for a couple of weeks, but talk about the, all the other players that are not having that hot week. We don't really need them. And if you are a Cinderella player and you're playing the best golf of your life, um, basically you have the ability to qualify into this tournament. Um, being that if you look deeper into it, um, for example, the tour said non-designated events will no longer be isolated. For example, the Honda classic, which was between two designated events. I like to call them elevated events on either side. Um, that being the, who was in between it? Um, What was the tournament before the Arnold Palmer? I can't even think of it.
0: It was Honda. It was the Genesis before that. So it was
1: the Genesis, then the Honda. You had that kind of dip. And then you went right back up to the Arnold Palmer, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The plan is to have at least two non-designated events, or often three between them, which is a two-pronged thing for me. One, it gives a player like a Chris Kirk, who won that um, Honda Classic, the opportunity to get hot and get into some of these Designated or elevated events, and kind of have that Cinderella Cinderella story, if you will. And it also gives the top players your um, your John Roms, your Rory McIlroys, you know who we're talking about. It gives them the opportunity to rest, get fresh, and they're all playing the same tournaments because they just had two, if not three, weeks off. So it's kind of a two-pronged thing for me there. And you know, for everybody who's saying um you know oh this is gonna cut out the little man like you said or whatever you want to call uh, you you had a good way of putting it uh the rank and file players which I thought is probably the best way to put it um it, it, it actually gives them more of an opportunity if because it says hey if you play well you have the opportunity to get into any of these tournaments
0: yeah I think it's i I think honestly in terms of just growing the game and somebody like myself who has really started to get into golf. I like the fact that you're going to see the best players perform at their best without having to have this marathon of a season, because in addition to obviously the crazy money that the live players were getting, there was a huge incentive. We even heard Dustin Johnson talk about it uh, on full swing where he mentioned, yeah, I get to work less. I think that's what a lot of these players are looking forward to doing. Let me play in these elevated designated events and I don't have to, you know, break my back playing in this one that doesn't have this field or, you know, uh, I'm I'm not necessarily incentivized to be playing these ones when I have a major coming up in two weeks. And that dilutes, obviously, the the quality of the tournament. So I think overall, it's going to be a really good, a really good way to, make sure that the people who are most invested in the tour are seeing the best players on the tour and i feel bad for some of those ranking final players but in, in, as i Play say this in a lot of different sports yeah i mean you just got to be better at your sport sorry like you got to be better at golf here we talked about it with mlb free agents with some of those guys not getting contracts it's like well you're not really the player a lot of teams want sorry like you're not some of these players are not the kind of players that the general casual fan wants to watch
1: it's actually, in my opinion, more of an opportunity because it shrinks the pool. So if you're playing amazing golf, you know, you're know you not just going to get topped off one week by a guy that's not even in it because he hasn't been playing well and he can't just have one good round or whatnot. But I, I feel like we should explain it a little bit more to the lay fan or whatnot. So um, basically... Uh, I'm just going to try and break it down for you here for the purposes of the explanation. The tour is removing the four major championships, the players' championships, and the three FedEx Cup playoff events from the discussion. They are part of 16 events that the majority of players will compete in every year. The playoff events are all no cut events. Uh, the other designated events will include Century Tournament of Champions, which is in Hawaii. Um, With the field expanded to the top 50 FedEx points from the previous year, as well as the tournament winners, obviously, um, from the preceding year, the legacy events will be elevated as well. Like we said, Genesis, Arnold Palmer Memorial, and they're going to figure out um, the other four I don't know. Maybe it's the waste management. I don't know because that's kind of a thing on its own. Like the NLU guys said, that's already like a party. You don't really need to make that better. It already kind of is what it is. Um, The eight events will all have fields between 70 and 80 players with no cuts. That means, including the playoffs, there will be 11 tournaments that do not have a cut in a... 34-week schedule, uh, the top 50 players in the FedEx Cup standings, or those who make it to the BMW Championship, which is the second playoff event, will comprise the majority of those uh, who qualify for those designated events. Um, and then this is the kicker here, where you, when you mentioned um, the rank and file guys, whatever guys that are not your name brand guys that you want to get into the tournament, the tour is also going to a system that rewards more recent play. The top 10 in the la- in the latest FedEx Cup standings who are not otherwise exempt will be eligible. Okay? So that's basically saying players the top 50, which is who made it to the BMW Championship last let's say in 2023. So that means players at the time number 60 through or excuse me, number 51 through what? 60 are, are going to be added to the tournament. Um, the top five point earners in the most recent non-elevated events, a.k.a. the Honda, for example, those being um, will earn spots. That brings the field up to 65. Um, and then it says there will also be spots for top 30 in OWGR who are not exempt otherwise, which that's probably not going to happen that often um, because if you're... Top 30 in the OWGR, you probably made the Tour Championship. But whatever, that's on there as well. And then they'll have four sponsor exemptions, which basically means, I don't know, whoever the sponsor picks can play. Um, and yeah, there will be no alternate list at all. Uh, so if somebody pulls out, I guess it just goes down to 69 or whatever. I I don't know. Um, let's see. And then they're getting rid of the um, – there are none other than the 15 – Minimum required event. Uh, this year, there are 20 events, 19 required next year, including the majors and the playoffs. there will be 16. So they're dropping down. Basically, to summarize, they're dropping down the, the events that are mandatory in order to keep your card. Cough, cough, live. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. And the tour, like, like we said earlier, the tour non-elevated. I don't like the word designated. I wish this guy wrote this article better and said elevated. It just sounds better. But that's kind of a nitpick on my part. Um, the tour non-designated events will no longer be isolated. Like we said, for example, the Honda Classic is between two events on um, two des- two elevated events on either side. Uh, the plan is to have a couple. Um, yeah, so, basically,
0: splits, it splits the California swing and then into the Florida swing.
1: So I think you know it. it it just does so many good things, and I really don't see any bad. I mean, we could talk about the player impact, but do we really care? The best players in the game are getting more money. What else do you need me to say there?
0: No, I mean, I, I think you know? that, again, like I, I said this earlier, I, I think that again, we want to see the best players play as frequently as possible yep. at the most important events. So I, I don't, I, I don't want to see Rory McElroy playing at an event that none of the other main guys are playing exactly. At. I, just to I, just to get some reps in three weeks before the three weeks before a major because he feels like he has to.
1: It just makes golf the excuse me. It makes the PGA tour better in so many ways. One, it splits up. It's you know your weekends where you have to be watching. It's going to make them and not that it, they are going to be majors, but it's going to make them feel more like majors where. When the Masters or any of the other three majors rolls around, you know that it's that weekend, it's a bigger deal, it feels like a bigger deal, and you know you have to watch golf that weekend as a golf fan. And these right. events, because they're more split up, and you know that all of the best players in the world are going to be playing in it, they're going to feel like, i got to watch this. You don't have to feel like you have to watch a little bit every single weekend. Now you, Now as a fan, you have the ability to go more all-in And as a player, you you can split up your schedule and have more time with your family and and all that other BS and you know what events you're going to be playing in because you've already qualified for them and you don't have to earn your way in or whatever. Um, I just, I love this, Sean. I think it's perfect. I think they're there is no better answer to live. And aside from the guaranteed money, which would just never happen with the PGA tour, just because they don't have that money to kind of throw around aside from that with live, I think they've game set matched them and just said, we just created, we just took what you did and we made it better in every single way. Um, And I'm super fired up and I think it's truly going to change the game of golf and it's going to get more fans because you know, you want to see the best players play. That's what everybody bitches about with the NBA. I don't know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna buy a three hundred dollar ticket to the Garden t- to have the Lakers come in. I don't know if LeBron and Anthony Davis, even though it says they're healthy, are gonna play. I, right. I you know if I buy a ticket to, um, you know the uh, the Arnold Palmer, uh, aside from this year really because everybody made the commitment to it. I don't know who's gonna play.
0: No, I mean you're 100% right. I I, I agree with you. Uh, I think naturally the the PGA and Monaghan are very comparable to the MLB in the sense that change is, is not welcome. They, they don't like making changes. We see it on the telecasts. We see it throughout the tour. We see it how the tour is – publicized uh we see it all up and down every aspect of the game of golf it's a very traditional we want it this way it's always been this way and i like the fact that they are taking a little bit of their competition which i think we all can agree it's not really a competition but nonetheless some of the best players did leave their tour to go play on live and they're i don't want to say influenced by it but i think you and i when we were doing our live coverage from their tournament in Mayacopa.
1: which is kaputs, by the way, we just made that decision a little earlier.
0: <laughs> I think for everybody's best interest, it's that we do it as a segment on the Monday rundown. We and may
1: do, it. we may do like a, a recap of the tournament on a Sunday night, but we're not doing three anymore. It was painstakingly boring
0: because the, that's the the hard part about that. Let alone all the try the the weird hybrid between party and still golf and the entire vibe that they're it was, playing with it was hard to create competition yes when players are getting 150 million or 200 million dollar contracts I, i'm not that interested in who's gonna win plus you have the teams and there's turnover in the teams like I, we we discussed all that i don't need to go down the whole docket there but i do like the fact that the players you see playing on friday will be playing on sunday you get to see a player that didn't have necessarily his best round of golf have an incredible round of golf on Sunday and in a traditional PGA Tour setting potentially propel their way to a victory. Um, I think that in, in terms of just, again, I want to see these guys playing the whole weekend. Yep. I, I don't want to see Rory McIlroy have a bad round and then on Saturday or Sunday be like, he could beat 10 of these guys.
1: No, I agree a hundred percent, and I think that's the overlying question: was um, did it was live the reason for this, right?
0: So let me ask you that: was it was it the yes. reason or was it a nudge?
1: No, it was a it was a hundred thousand percent the reason. I mean, listen, do I think that the PGA Tour would have um, made a few changes here and there? They always do, but they're not they're not effective and they don't really matter. This was a. The players, I mean, they had the meeting in Delaware last year, and then they had more meetings with the PGA. This was a gun to their head. Jay Monahan and the PGA Tour make this, make these fucking changes. The the way we're doing it is not the way that the big boys want to do it. And I think Liv was the catalyst and the reason for these significant
0: changes. 100%. They are, they are significant changes. I agree with you. I, I, I'm trying to hear the other side. I think that you know, uh, apologists for the PGA Tour are, are trying to tow, walk their, you know, toe across the sand and not get burned. In reality, it's like no, this was spurned on by Live. If the if the Live tournament is not doing this, and the players that went to Live are not are not there, the PGA do do not make these changes. It's as simple and as clear and dry as as I could, as I could possibly make it.
1: Couldn't have put it better myself. If Liv did if Live did not exist we'd be we'd be looking at the same old stuff
0: yeah and i think now what this does is this incentivizes a couple of a couple of players down the line if this is ever you know if this is ever a consideration that the pga could allow some of these players to come back at some point is it is now more incentive than ever to possibly ruin live because now these players get eventually probably what they wanted on the pga tour this whole time
1: yeah, I, I think oh, 100% players like Go- Taylor Gooch and Joaquin Neiman and um, players that I said were I was super disappointed to see leave and probably your Dustin Johnsons because he's got some left in the tank um, will all be back playing on the PGA Tour. by maybe not Dustin Johnson, but the rest of the guys probably by 2026. I think they're going to come back hat in hand and be just fine. And, and they'll be back because there's a lot of rumors swirling and more than rumors. I mean, you talked about how terrible the, the viewership was that the live is done. It, it's, it's already pretty much signed, sealed and delivered over. Um, and, but you know what? I, I think what this showed to the PGA tour was maybe, maybe it's not live because it's just trash. But there is an opportunity here for somebody that does this right to basically, you know, come into our neighborhood and take it over. So Mm -hmm. I do do think live is one of the biggest blessings in disguise because I think this could not save the PGA Tour, but maybe save the PGA Tour.
0: When sports are at a crossroads, sometimes they need something that was unforeseen or unplanned to force their hand at making a change this
1: is right Sean this is classic Americana companies no matter what they are are much better run when there is competition period point
0: blank it's no question and when you when you clearly have a product you know yes these players left for money but these players also left because they had and not all of them but some of them had a problem with the PGA altogether, whether it be personal with Monahan or some of the, you know, the schedule, what have you, there's a litany of reasons. I think overall now what you did is you rectified a huge problem that a lot of the major players had. And yes, does it come at the expense of, I'll use the phrase again, rank and file. And that's not to mean these players, but Hey, there's, there's great players and there's bad players. You all use your NBA analogy. Again, you don't show up to the Knicks and Lakers pay 300 bucks in hopes of seeing Troy Brown play. You're right, if he plays and has a great game, and you're a Laker fan, congratulations. But that's not who you're paying money to see. I'm not paying money to see some of these other guys and just play better golf. That's really as as harsh but real as I can put it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm giddy about this. I can't wait for the 2024 season to start. It just anything that simplifies my life. I I and it's like. I know that next year, for example, at the Genesis, that tournament matters. And am I going to watch golf every week? Yes, because we're getting more, us on the podcast are getting more and more into it. And I'm a, I'm a golf sicko. It's a prominent part of
0: our podcast, man. Like that's it.
1: Just is what it is. But with that being said, now it's like I know when I got to lock in and when I can just you know pull up the highlights and the leaderboard and actually go play golf myself or whatever and or or do something else, and then I know the weekends where I got to be dialed and I got to treat it like a major because that's kind of what. Again, not to disrespect the majors, but it's going to be much closer to that.
0: I think. Ultimately, what it shows in a bigger picture is that the PGA is willing to break some of its habits and try new things.
1: They had and to, though. That was a thing. They had
0: to, but, that, but, but, but you, we got to give them credit for it. I know we've done this with Manfred in baseball. We obviously did our rule changes there last week. Yeah. Like I said, there comes a crossroads part of your game where you are— you always have your sickos, Tom. You you will watch golf. You're invested 100%. I'm invested now. But if I wasn't, I know what tournaments I'm into, and I know what tournaments I'm not. And now I'm going to be into a lot more of them. And I like the fact that they're forward-thinking now. Maybe it was the kick in the ass from Liv. They can admit it or not, you and I both are in steadfast agreement. That's what put this over the edge. So now... Be amendable. Look at ways to grow your product. Look at ways to enhance your apps and your viewership and your coverage. Yeah, because their and apps are trash, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I've heard. And I haven't ventured down that rabbit hole yet with the apps, but I want this to be as simple of a project product to consume as humanly possible. And the best way to do that is to make adjustments and changes when your general consensus is telling you we need change and we need it now. I will give a standing ovation to Monahan and the PGA for finally making this announcement and not waiting around to mull it over. Do it now. We're early in the season. We can enjoy the rest of this season knowing things are going to change next year.
1: hundred percent. I love it. Um, as for the fall, um, Basically, nothing has really changed. Um, it's just going to be for your rank and file guys. Love that, Sean, to um, basically qualify for some of these bigger events. And what that says to me is maybe they're listeners of this pod, and they're keeping the fall open to have a PGL-style league in the fall for those who are interested. Hey.
0: I like that. I think that could be pretty successful.
1: Because, I mean, I I know Tiger and a couple other guys are heavily invested in that indoor golf league and whatnot. Maybe that's when it's time for that. Um, And, and, you know, it's not going to affect the PGA Tour or whatever, but it could be an additive kind of thing. I thought my idea was the best that's come out so far, but that's just toot my own horn.
0: No, but it's it yes, well you're never hesitant to do that. But I I also agree with you. We we talked about it at, at length last year. It by far makes the most sense. It it sets it up for the most success. I mean, get you on board. Let's let's make sure that you are the voice of reason here. Anything that they can do. Again, I'm not I'm not gonna pretend like I know enough to try to make any any real changes, but I like the fact that they're receptive to criticism and receptive to taking action. I think that's the first step to growing a game because once you, once you turn on the faucet, the floodgates can open
1: a hundred percent. And again, I, I do think that the PJ tour is going to be open to change on this. If something doesn't work, they'll scrap it and, and try something else. And I love that. Um,
0: they have the best players that I think and from a, from a just deep pool standpoint, the top 50, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they're at the best point they've ever had. Yes, they don't have a tiger. Yeah. When you have John Rahm and you have Colin Morikawa and you have Max Homa and you have Rory McIlroy and you have Scotty Scheffler, Spieth. I can go up and down. Yeah, the you line could. Yeah. Be, it, it's it just goes to show the wealth of talent that they have on this tour. Why not make it shiny and sparkle and be the best that it's ever been?
1: I couldn't agree with you more. The the PGA Tour talent wise is. Is in a in a really good spot, probably in a surplus. They're 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 in a better spot than they've ever been before. Like you said, because in the years of Tiger, it's like, you know, Rocco Mediate or whatever is is. VJ. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I love VJ, but it's like this, this is different. The right, a, you know, and any of the top to mention, twenty-five can win any week,
0: and not to mention the players that were on this tour for years that left for a bit. Wh- Right. Yeah. I mean, you have you have your Kepkas and you have your Brysons. A lot of majors there. Yeah, and then you've got your Cam Smiths. I mean, there's it's it's pretty cool how deep this is, and some of them left.
1: Yep, and they'll be back. Yeah, they will be back. And uh, you want to talk about? I don't know who's got egg on their face here. Phil, Greg Norman. That's it.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think it's just the end of the day. I don't know how invested and you can I mean it's not officially done yet so I don't want to I don't want to completely bury it but at what point do we say like you just were in this for the money which we all know but the Saudi government is not all that invested in this thing working all the money that they've sunk into this with contracts and sponsors and the and the and the courses it's, it's pennies in an ashtray for them. They just wanted the distraction. It was sports washing from the get-go. That's all it's ever been. That's all it ever will be until its dying day.
1: Yeah, and for them, a good investment probably because they, you know, they just want people to invest with them.
0: Right, and congratulations. I mean, I think for guys like Norman and Phil, I, I think that they are – beyond reproach like there there is no going back for them for what they've said about the pga tour and the back that they turned on it but i do think the brysons and i think the Brookses and i think the cam smiths i think those guys i think that they'd be welcome back it's just going to take a little bit of time
1: i agree and that's that's the thing for guys like um uh, you know a brooks or a patrick reed or a dustin johnson that are further along in their careers it's like I don't think that they're going to be able to come back in 2024. I think they may, there may be an exile period of a year or two, and, and their careers could be over from then on out. It, 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 this is good news. But they news. could
0: also take the Tiger, uh, not to cut you off, but I think that they could be like, okay, but we're just going to play maybe a couple, maybe three or four tournaments plus the majors.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure, they could. But, you know, you know, seeing, seeing some of those guys make another run on the PGA Tour, I don't see it happening, but... This is good for guys like Cam Smith and and the other guys that I went down where they're not even in their prime yet. Right. And they will get them back. I'm saying it on here. They will be back um and and live will be dead. Um and all will be good in the world again.
0: Yeah. And and like you said, it could be a blessing in disguise, right? No real harm was done to the PGA. If anything, it lit a fire under its ass. Yes, you lost some of your best players for a period of time. There's going to be there's going to have to be a reconciliation period, which I'm sure will come because the PGA knows that those players need to be on tour for the profitability. And those players will come back with their you know, tail between their legs and be ready to compete. And some of those guys, as we saw in full swing, the majors still really carry a lot of legacy and this will just be a blip on the radar.
1: No doubt about it. Um, any other comments on this or you want to talk about Tiger and his girlfriend or do we leave that alone?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll let you cover that if you want to. I don't know enough about it to cover it up or talk about it rather. So,
1: uh, I just, you know, I'm not a lawyer, but from, from my point of view, you're not married, and for you to say that tiger it's you versus him saying that he promised you thirty million dollars or whatever, like good luck, good luck to you um yeah, uh I don't know that's a bad boy move right there though <laughs> that's, a, to, that's, a, that's
0: a tiger move right I right go
1: to the airport like and then just, the
0: cat the cat was ready
1: yeah, no, that wasn't even tiger, that was the cat. That was his alter ego, the cat. That was his
0: alter ego. Yeah, a hundred percent.
1: Um yeah, I'm gonna leave that one alone as, as for that. Um yeah, I mean thirty million again, talk about changing an ashtray for Tiger. I would he honestly I think he'll just pay her the money to keep it keep it on the D L.
0: Oh yeah, that's what's that's what's in best interest for him. 100%. But honestly,
1: from my point of view, and I'm not trying to make Tiger a uh, sympathetic figure here because he has done a lot of fucked up shit in his life, and he's an amazing golfer, and that's why we all love him. We don't love him because he's Mother Teresa, right? Um, but it, it just looking at it from his perspective, I put myself in his shoes. It's got to be tough. Getting on Tinder in the dating scene, thinking, thinking, like, is is this is this one that I'm going to meet up with going to take me for thirty million dollars too? Like, is this <laughs> what is this the going rate for breakups that I got to pay now? Like, that's yeah. kind of wild.
0: It's pretty good when I'm on any of the apps. I know I don't have to worry about that, so I yeah. can imagine his thoughts. You know, it's like, oh shit. 30 million bucks this might cost me is it really worth it yeah like if a date you know
1: for if, if a relationship doesn't work out for you it's like ah uh, so i bought her a i bought her a christmas gift and and yeah. i spent some she money on some dinners. Oh, yeah. well. i paid for her oil change once whatever like 30 <laughs> mil my guy jesus
0: <laughs> no it's brutal That that is that's an expensive date that's an expensive well she was his
1: girlfriend since like 2017
0: 17 right yeah, yeah. so like five years so it's Hey, that's as much as I want to talk about it. Tiger, yeah. he's a true American story. We built him up, we tore him down, and now we built it back up again. And He changed the game of golf. He changed the PGA Tour. We'll never have another one like him. I think everybody who loves golf is just trying to hold on to any glory we can get from him on the course. Anything else really is
1: A 100%. Uh, you need to finish full swing, so you better get into the swing of things with that. Nice. Um, thank you. Uh, yeah, no, just uh, March Madness bracket bracket pod coming out soon just to break it down. Anything else?
0: No, we're going to be super busy, guys, so stay locked in. We'll be recapping this tournament on Monday. And, um, yeah, just stay tuned. we got a lot coming.
1: History, our shortest pod of all time. We're just about to hit 31 minutes. So, everybody have a good day, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Take care, everybody.